This report is sponsored by Sylvania Automotive. ESPN Pittsburgh Traffic. It's headlight savings time again. The perfect time to replace your older, tumor basic headlight bulb with wider, brighter Sylvania bulbs. You can see more of the road during the darkest nights of the year. Visit sylvania-automotive.com to find the right bulb for you. All right, welcome to the locker room, everybody. It's a crazy Monday morning. It's a crazy train Monday morning of a Monday morning. And that, of course, started everything off, Chalooch, because... um, We don't have a game. Well, we didn't have have a game. game. But the whole point was, and what we were trying to get done there, was the fact that, uh, of course, over the weekend, we got a chance to watch a bunch of games. Yeah. And this was that Drew Carey-type song, Cleveland Rocks, and we we were just going to rock out for a minute. Because if you happen to be taking the game in yesterday, uh, you you notice that uh, Cleveland was pretty impressive. Yeah. So we had a few problems squirrels running around inside the uh you know in the, in, the, in the jake was struggling with some of the issues in the control room there so you might not have heard cleveland rocks right but that's the point we we're trying to get to yeah well we wanted a drew carey cleveland rocks we got what we got you know yeah. what it's cleveland it's yeah. cleveland and that's the way it goes any town that can light a river on fire you got to simply go that's cleveland okay so from that Chaluchin, and by the way, did you have a great Sabbath yesterday? Yeah. Because I had a terrific one. Yeah, yeah. It was good to go to the house of the Lord and be with God's yeah, people. I, I, you know, I, I went to the, uh, I went to church. Yeah. And it was great. It you was know, the great. Worship, the praise and worship was great. The preaching, David DiDonato, uh, you know. He you know, it's fabulous when you get together with God's people. You got right. a little chance to marinate. Yeah, and feel the the grace of God yet on another day. So we rejoice with everybody. It's a Monday morning, and we hope that you're having a great start to the week because we certainly are are raring to go, right. are we not? All right. So I'm sitting in your dad's old chair, the double right. wide fat guy chair yeah. that your dad, your mom gave it to me when I got my knee, you know, replaced. Yeah. So I got this double wide lazy boy chair that Chalucha's uh, dad used to have. And I don't know, he must've been swimming in that. Cause I'm, it's still big on me. Yeah. But the fact is I've really enjoyed it. I was like there all day yesterday. Where right. were you? Uh, I was, uh, you know, watching, uh, I was working out, uh, when I, when I came back from, uh, uh, church, I, I went. To, I, I worked out. Okay. And uh, I, I bounced. Uh, and then we went over to uh, Natalie's house, and we walked with the kids and the grandkids. Oh, great! Now and you said I, you went to what Simmons Farms or something yeah, over the yeah. weekend? Yeah, well, Saturday we went to Simmons Farms. Right. Okay. Yeah. And tell and, me about that. Yeah, that was great. You know, we were picking apples. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's great when you can pick an apple off a tree and you eat it. Absolutely. Chaluch, yeah. you remember back in the day, you and I being sitting in the locker room, and, you know, you come to that point in time where the leaves are changing. And yeah. remember, you and I used to talk about that so much. This is like our favorite time of the year. Yeah. The leaves are changing, and you, you feel that coolness coming in, like that Canadian air coming yeah. down, baby. The and, north wind. Exactly. The north wind's blowing, yes. And, you know, we used to feel like – wouldn't it be great to be able to go out and, and you know, 
go to Letchworth State Park, right? Right, right. Watch the changing of the leaves or some other great park out there. Yeah, when when I was uh, at Simmons Farms, uh, we went to the, uh, you know, we climbed this hill, and you, it's a beautiful view. Oh, wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of the trees were changing their uh, uh, were changing their leaves colors. That's, that's yeah. so beautiful. You know, yeah. I always wanted to take that week, that first week in October, or second week or something. And I always said, you know, after I retire, I am going to take the family and we're going to go away every year during the you know changing the leaves. Right. And you know what? It just never really happened. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how we used to talk about, hey, we're going to tailgate with people when we're done playing because the pressure was so ginormous yeah. back in the day. And then when, when we, we would uh, pull into uh, Three Rivers, we would smell the barbecue. Oh, you could, the, the barbecuing was just absolutely splendiferous, my yeah. friend. Yeah. And we enjoyed it so very much. Oh, man, we had a fun time. And, Think you know, I that. had a great time uh, this weekend. I'm glad. Uh, you know, I was with my kids and grandkids and it was fantastic you know the beauty of that is um it allows you to escape every day yeah and you see the joy in your grandkids you know i i just get the biggest kick out of it um you know my grandson eli he's just he's just a a wild man you know he's going to be he's a linebacker in the making i mean you know he's only like five years old he's he's already a crash bang zoom guy you know and then of course uh we got uh, all my other grandkids, and what a joy it is to be able to be with them. But anyhow, hopefully everybody had a great Monday. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, a great Sunday, followed by let's, let's make this a great uh, Monday. And indeed, what we got to was if you saw I got a gander at the Browns, those aren't the same old Browns. Right. All right. I mean, there's three and one. They're three and one, Chalooch. What did you see in the Browns yesterday that oh. make you kind of go, whoa, wait a minute here? You know, great uh, running game. How about uh, that? You know, um, you know the uh, uh, Nick Chubb got hurt. Kareem Hunt, uh, Dearness Jackson. Where'd he come from? Why well, I, I I don't know. Now, did you see who the running backs coach is? No. Stump Mitchell. Oh, the great Stump Mitchell. He was teammates with my brother Ronnie right, right. out in uh, St. Louis. There, you know, I met Stump uh, when we were in St. Louis. You, I'll never Stump is like five five or five six or right. something like. Hence the name Stump Mitchell. But it, what a great player! And I'll never forget on a I believe it was a Thanksgiving Day game or something they were playing or a, a game that I watched him play. They 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 um, spread, split him way out to the right. And he's out there one-on-one with a linebacker or something. Yeah. They threw like a now route to him. He walked at the linebacker for like three steps. I mean, he caught the ball, and then he's walking at the linebacker. I, I, I'm like looking at him going, are you kidding me? And all of a sudden he goes, zip, do, da, right. or a zig and a zag. And he went bolted for like 30 yards. Like, it was amazing. But yeah. anyhow, Dearness Jackson, I was really surprised. Yeah. You know, very, very he, good. Yeah, he was very good. I also saw um, Kareem Hunt. My goodness. Right. Boy, he looked good. And uh, Chubb, I'm, I'm telling you, Chubb looked fabulous. Yeah. You know, he was ripping off that outside zone. Jarvis Landry threw the ball to Odell Oh, my Beckham. goodness. That was great. That was a great throw. You know, you look at these guys. Okay, they're 3-1 and one after defeating Dallas, 49-38, okay? So you've got uh, Kareem Hunt rushed for 11 for 71, and you had the other guys chipping in. A total of 307 right. yards rushing. Gadzooks. Is Dallas that bad, or are the Browns that good? 
I think they're they're that good. Jack Conklin, uh, right tackle, he was he's a mauler. Yeah, he's a mauler. Come and, over from Tennessee, uh, did yeah, he not? Yeah, Wyatt Teller, uh, he's the right guard. J.C. Treader, the center. Joel Batonio, uh, left Joel guard. Joel Batonio. Yeah, yeah, he, he's uh, and he's pretty terrific. And, and Jedrick uh, Wells, uh, you know the one that stars in the Baker Mayfield commercials. Yeah. You know uh, uh, the at home with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think that's those are pretty funny. Yeah, those are pretty funny. I think Baker Mayfield. Whatever you think, the guy makes some great commercials. Right, ba- Baker Mayfield played well. Chalucci uh, did. Uh, you know, and and uh, let me ask you this: Did you notice in the post game? Did you hear the post game interview that he did? No. Okay, it was just on the field, and for all the braggadocio, all the stuff that too okay um for all of that you know his demeanor his uh, i'm you know i woke up feeling dangerous stuff yeah all right he was on point he was muted in in a sense of the word he was direct he was not uh the braggart the the whatever he he sounded like a maturing young man in leadership on a on a team right 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 did you Uh, yeah no, I, I, I didn't uh, but I mean, hear him. But, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but, but I've heard him. Uh, you know, I, I, I heard him say, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk this year. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be humble and uh, be a teammate. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's why he's speaking that way. I, I would agree with you. You know, I looked at that and I went, are you kidding me? You know, I'm waiting for him to rip off some sort of line like, uh, yeah, I woke up feeling dangerous or, you know, and then I got even more dangerous or in my mind, you know, whatever, something along those lines. And he spoke in a very straightforward, like a man. Yeah, humble. Yeah, with a touch of humility. And I thought, okay, this guy, you look at him, he was like 19 of 26, 188 somewhere in there don't quote me exactly because you know i always need a fact checker when i start going with facts but he was he was on point he delivered the ball where you should he uh moved from the pocket very very well um you you look at that and you go that was pretty impressive performance maybe he's becoming the one quarterback that's going to last a few years in in cleveland yeah, and, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, as, you know, I kept switching over uh, from Cleveland to Baltimore. Okay. Uh, Baltimore played the Redskins. Yes. The, the Washington football yeah, the, team. The, the formerly known as the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. Washington um, football team. And, By uh, the way, that's pretty catchy. Yeah. You yeah. know? Well, one, one of the things that I um, I was looking at is, is this division up for grabs? You talking about which the AFC the, North? The AFC North, because I think uh, it's pretty strong. Uh, Cleveland looks good. Uh, they are three and one. Uh, Ravens the same. The Ravens are three and one, and we are three and zero. Oh. Uh, I'm. It's Cincinnati starting to find its legs. Yeah, one, one, two and one. Two and one. Yeah, one, two and one. Yeah. Uh, I look at that, and um, Joe Burrows, he's you know, great. The the kid is really he's as good as advertised. Yeah, no doubt about it in my mind. Um, the Ravens they can beat everybody but the Chiefs. Yeah, you know that that Patrick Mahomes Lamar Jackson matchup is 
That's a stellar matchup. Right, yeah, which. yeah. That, 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 I, I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> hey, and how about Cam Newton testing positive? Absolutely. You know what? We're going to get to that to the next the next segment, but yeah. that's going to be interesting. There's there's more fallout coming, and the NFL is going to have to make some decisions. If you read Tim you, Benz's article, you, you, I didn't read Tim. Okay, Benz's he had he made some great points, and we're going to get to it. But what we want to do is throw open the doors of the locker room, invite you in. The number is four one two nine one nine one three one six. We want you to call in. Tell us what you watched over the weekend. Right. What, you know, and we, who impressed you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Philly impressed me last night. They did. Yeah. They did indeed. You know that defensive front four? Yeah. That's Fletcher impressive. Fletcher Cox. Oh. Uh, Graham. Uh, they, they, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of them all. I don't have them in front of me. I got only so much space. You know, I, I people have megabytes in their in their gourd. I got minibytes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know? know what, uh, Cleveland. But Javon Hargrave's there. Yeah, Javon Hargrave. Uh, the Cleveland pass rush: Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogunjobi. And, Save that uh, because we got to talk about oh, that. Yeah. All right. All, all right. right. All right. We're gonna take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in a locker room, and we are having a great time. We'll be back after this. Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, if you thought the Browns were born to run, you wouldn't be uh, alone in that assessment, my friend. Yeah, they, they run the ball. I think they run the ball as well as anybody you in know, the NFL. The interesting thing I, I, I was listening to, and they were talking about Bill Callahan, the line coach. Right. Now, if you you know Bill. I know Bill. Okay. You know, he brought me into Oakland to work Absolutely. with his guys. All right. That's one of the things I want. All right. So he brings in. Now, they Six say, degrees from. <laughs> six degrees from Tunchilkin. That's it. Bill Callahan. Yeah. Now, the thing I want to understand is they talk about he married the outside and inside zones. With the trapping game. Right. The gap game, they call it. Yeah. But it's the trapping game. And I find that interesting, you know, that they still have a some sort of uh, semblance of a, a, what a trapping game right, is right, right. in the NFL. Because that's really, it's, it's passe, as yeah. they say. Yeah, as yeah. the chief would say back in the day. Yeah, so they, they, um, you, they, they run the counter trap and they run the short trap. Uh, but they run the uh, outside zone and the inside zone. And one of the things is when you run the trapping game with the outside zone, right. you get confused uh, because, right. uh, you know, it, it, you know the, there's influence blocks 
on the uh, trapping game, and there's uh, and an pure, influence block is yeah a, a pass set. You know when you show when you show the hook. And then you, you oh, and then you're you, setting them up yeah, to get yeah, yeah. creamed. Yes, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Back in our day, we would do a lot of pass set and then drive through right. the inside. Yeah. All right. Which then, of course, would set the guy up because he thinks, "Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm free. I'm, yeah. I'm he, I whiffed him." You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, watching that and and seeing how uh, Bill Callahan has coached these guys up, that was a powerful. Brown's offensive performance. Yeah, Bill Callahan was uh, uh, is a great coach. You know, he was head coach of the Raiders, right? When he f- uh, faced uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and there that was John Gruden. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. And so. so he was coaching under John Gruden. He was the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach uh, when uh, Gruden was the head coach of uh, Oakland. Well, we talked about. And that's that's terrific. And by that reminds me, I understand Barrett Robbins. Remember Barrett Robbins, the, the Oakland center that right. uh, had uh, some mental health had issues. issues, and he's he's he just I popped up in the news feed again. It's a shame. Yeah. I would pray for Barrett that uh, he can get some some treatment. That's just a shame. But um, yeah, he was one of those performers under Bill Callahan and uh, in in Oakland. There, just thinking about that. Okay, so. I look at here's one thing that stood out to me about the Browns. Um, they go up forty-one, like twenty-two or whatever it yeah. was, uh, and the the Cowboys closed to forty-one right. thirty-eight. Three two-point conversion in a row. How about that? You know, Chaluch. No, when they showed the the Brown sidelines, did not the 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 bubble caption in your head go? Oh, same old Browns, here we go. Yeah. You know, they're all waiting for the next shoe to drop and they're going to lose this game and yeah. everything. But they didn't, did they? Yeah. They, you know, uh, they ran a reverse to Odell Beckham. Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi. Uh, and uh, he scored a touchdown. I got to tell you something. There's two guys on that reverse, 50 yards. And it was a great, great run by uh, OBJ. All right. right. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, as we go. Um, but. The one guy ran past uh, OBJ. The second one waved at him. Right. All I could think of, remember when we were standing at Ford Field before the game with Matt Millen, yeah. who was then the GM yeah. uh, of, of the and Detroit the, Lions? And the president. And the pre- oh, that's right, and the president of, of Detroit Lions. What was he telling us? He, he was saying, I'm going to cut that guy. <laughs> he pointed and go, I want to cut him. Who's, how about this guy? He points at another guy. You know, and, and the quarterback that he – that they drafted Joey something or other. I yeah, can't remember. Uh, he said um, uh, he wears a uh, a sweater around his neck. <laughs> In other and words, he plays uh, the piano. Yeah, he's a fancy guy. He goes, I want a leader out there. But the other thing was, I remember Millen's point. He goes, this guy, I want to fight this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Millen was just one of the greatest. Love playing against him. Great brother in the yeah. Lord, and just a an excellent dude. So uh, anyhow, that's what I was thinking of. I saw that, but. You know, again, I, I I really expected the Browns to fold up like a card right. table, and they didn't. Yeah. And that's when I started thinking to myself, you know what? This is not the same old, same old Browns. Right. This is a group of guys. Um, it looks like Baker Mayfield is, is maturing as that leader. Right. They've got a terrific run uh, attack. You saw Miles Garrett get after it. Wow. He was torched. And Larry Okechobee and Sheldon oh, Richardson. Absolutely. That and defensive uh, uh, front. Oliver Vernon. Olive, uh, Olivier Vernon. Uh, Olivier Vernon. He's very tough. Yeah. I did not know how strong he was. When you saw him tie up with uh, 
what's um uh, the the left tackle from the Cowboys? Great, great tackle. Oh, I can't think of him right now. Uh, but anyhow, big strong tackle from yeah. the, the Cowboys. Uh, he was very strong. You know, I mean, I was just like going, "Wow, that guy is uh, he's he's pretty special." Right. You know, that whole defensive front, and they played well. Uh, Tyron Ty- Tyrone Smith. Is that the guy? Yeah. Tyron Smith. Okay. Yeah. That for some reason. Okay. Anyhow, that's that's the guy. Maybe 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 not Smith. I don't know. Tyron. Yeah, Tyron. Smith. Hey, well, you can call him Smith. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the point is um, this guy, Olivier Vernon, was, was very impressive. And you go to Sheldon Richardson, very impressive. You know, you go to Larry Ogunjobi. He could clog up the middle like he ate a cheese ball at night, man. I mean, he just had that all of it clogged up. And then, of course, Miles Garrett had two sacks. How about the fact that they play him all over the board, right? Yeah. But you got a you got a free agent right tackle, I believe it was an undrafted free agent playing right tackle for the Cowboys. Yeah. Did you did you in in your mind when when he set up over him and pass rushing the first time you go? Yeah. There's the pigeon. Yeah. And he stayed on him like the whole game. He yeah. just stayed right there. He didn't move around. So, uh, I you know looking at this, I I, I know. In my mind, I gotta believe that the Browns are for real. I'm I'm sure that uh, you know Doug Deacon's sitting over there and he's all excited, and uh, we're gonna have to have him on during Browns Week at some point in time. But certainly, I would say that the Browns are certainly somebody to contend with, and uh, the fact that they were able to come back and close out the game instead of losing as they have so many other times, it was very impressive. And so, with that, I say. So with that, I say, Chalooch, let's go to the phones, my friend. All right, let's go to CR and uh, uh, CR from Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, you two old folks. You're still still next to Chicago. How the heck y'all doing this morning, man? We're fabulous, man. What would you think about that Browns performance yesterday? Oh, wow. Um, I got a whole bunch of things to say about that. But uh, let me just holler out to the to uh, the locker rooms, uh uh, Baker's dozen plus. Uh, good morning, all you guys. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. Uh, uh, as far as that's getting- excuse me, CR. Officially, it's the the Baker's dirty dozen. <laughs> okay, the Baker's dirty dozen. Plus. Okay, we got to get that straight. This, this is gonna take us a while, you know. Hey, hey this is still it's still hey, training still- camp, baby. <laughs> yeah, still preseason for us. Hey, man. Um, you know, I'm thinking about this game. Well, you you, you was asking uh, what you watch. Well, I got I got red zone, so I watched everything. I just sit there and just oh, wow. uh, let let the red zone take take it back and forth. That's a good get. That's a good station to have, man. Like you can put your, I put my Steelers on my on my laptop, and then I put the 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 red zone in the background on TV, and that that way I can watch everything. Man, it's anyway, surprising you don't have seizures for crying out loud with all that stuff going on around you. Oh. Oh no no no! Hey, but <laughs> Be what careful. I'm thinking about, yeah, what I'm thinking about is on this game. Uh, that was a high-scoring game. Tyron so the Smith. question is, yeah, the question is, is the offense that good or the defense that bad? But what I'm thinking, man, is uh, that defense gave up a lot of points. Each defense gave up a lot of yeah. points. Yeah, that's a lot of points to give up. You know, so uh, I just I'm looking at our defense and I'm thinking. Uh, we we got a pretty good pretty good defense, and to allow people to score those many points on you, uh, it tell it tells me something. There's some weaknesses there on that defense. So I don't know if it's the offense that's strong or the defense is that is that weak. What do you guys think about that? 
I I got to believe that they're for real. That offensive line is impressive. Right. You know, and when you can go that deep into your running backs, that's also very impressive, such as they did. Those guys performed when uh, Chubb went down, Kareem Hunt. We all know what Kareem Hunt is capable. That's that's not, uh, you know, in question. But then you had a couple of other guys that chipped in with some big performances. You know, uh, uh, CR, you know um... – I'm uh, I'm gonna hold to uh, Steelers defense uh, shutting down Cleveland Browns uh, offense. Oh yeah, I think uh, they're very capable, no doubt. But I also believe this—that's a good defensive front end for right. the Browns. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, well, they, you know, like I said, they they that run that uh, O.D. Baker, whatever you want to call him, went down on the right side. That, yeah. was, that was a heck of a. It was a heck of a run. It was, it was beautiful, to be honest with you. Probably one of the best runs of the, of the whole year. Oh, it was long. terrific. Again, I mean, you guys are talking about uh, the offense of the Browns, and I'm thinking about the defense of the Browns. I'm going to allow them people to score. What do you say, three two-point conversions in a row? Come on, man. Yeah. No, listen, I you know I, I, I do believe that, first of all, Dallas has got some issues. Right, you know, oh, both seriously. offensively and defensively. Um, but the fact of the matter is, this, you know, what I came away with a couple of thoughts. One was the fact that, uh, you know, the Browns are for real. The other was that the running game is alive and well in the right. NFL. Yeah, you know, which to me is is awesome. Yeah, between the uh, San Francisco Forty ers right, and uh, the Browns, and the Browns, and the uh, on the Dallas Cowboys. That yeah. They're capable of, but they have not been been showing it. But certainly, I you know, um, I look at this and I go right now because of the focus is on the Browns and the big thing we were talking about is the fact that uh, they are. I think they're legitimate, and one of the reasons for it is not just that uh, the fact that they got a good defensive front or running game, but again, Baker Mayfield plays within himself. Yeah, you know, when they limit him and not feature him. That's a nice one-two punch they got. Right. Yeah. Well, they got a couple of good games coming up this evening too. Uh, I'm still, uh, I'm still in awe of the Kansas City Chiefs. Those guys that they scare me. And you were talking yes. about uh, talking about New England with uh, uh, the quarterback going down. Uh, you know, Cam Newton. Uh, yes. That, yeah, that leads into another discussion, but we don't have time for that. And that discussion is, uh, you know, the rest of the NFL season. Uh, with people coming up with uh, uh, sicknesses based on the COVID nineteen, right? Uh, everything is really up up in there. We can't get too too focused in on a lot of stuff because when people get sick and it changes things, and like uh, uh, it's one team out there that they're gonna go on to investigate because they got so many people that got sick, and uh, you know the, the, we're gonna have issues. Cr, we're yeah. we're under thirty seconds, buddy. We're up against it. All right, then, guys. So uh, I'm a, I know I hit a signal. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 all, I'm all Steelers. Everybody else is second. And so let me get out of here. Say hello to everybody. And in the meantime, in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Way to go, Cr. Right, Thank CR. you, buddy. Cr Steelers Nation, Chicago. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right, we're gonna be back after this. It's Dungeon Wolf in the locker room. Monday morning.
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. And, uh, you know, uh, Cam. Uh, Newton. Newton tested positive for COVID, and Brian Horner's going to start. Well, they also had Jordan Tiamo, who was uh, on the St. Louis Battlehawks of the old AAA, the AAF. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that uh, that spring league yeah. that suspended play during the first outbreak of the COVID. Um, and uh, that kid was pretty good, by the way. Yeah. He was on the practice squad of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And so he tested positive. And so the uh, Patriots have uh, – Wait a minute. Was he? Which one was? Okay. No, he's on on New England. I'm sorry, I got it wrong yeah. as usual. I get, you know, I have issues with getting the details of things, you know. But anyhow, they're, they 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 pushed their flight back to today. They're yeah. Gonna, they, the Patriots are going to fly out to Arrowhead. They're they're two airplanes. Yeah, two airplanes. And anybody that was like people that were in contact with Cam Newton, which I don't know how many, you know. How, how many? I think there's more in contact with Cam Newton than not yeah. uh, amongst the team, and then others. So they're trying to split them up on the flights, and you know they uh, tested positive. A couple guys uh, on Saturday morning, they're and waiting. They're, and you know the the two planes are going from two different airports. Are they really? Now that I didn't know. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, I think they're doing all that you can possibly do as far as trying to keep everybody COVID free. Right. But. Who knows? Who knows how this is going to turn out? And then you've got another situation on another team where some of the tests were false positives. Again. Right. So this is going to be uh, this is going to be a season long problem, and for the Patriots going on game day to the venue, uh, I've done that as a player. We've done that as yeah. broadcasters. Right. It's an awkward situation, you know, when you check into. A hotel for about two hours. Yeah, you you don't you don't feel comfortable. No, you don't. The, game, feel the whole thing feels off. The one thing you you always desire as a player, you don't want to rush the pregame deal. You there you have a, a set routine you go through. Yeah. it's like locking down all the things you need to lock down as you mentally progress towards opening. You know the kickoff, um, and when you get rushed or when it breaks your routine. It's an unsettling feeling, isn't it? And and your body doesn't feel good. No. Yeah, your body doesn't feel good. Uh, uh, you you want to get uh, to the hotel the night before. Yes. And have a good night's sleep. Get, and I wanted cherry cheesecake. You know how yeah. it used to be, Chalucci. You know, I'd have that big steak, right? And then yeah. you got to, the, the situation lacking is you got to have the carbs for the game the next day. So cherry cheesecake was the way to do it. All right, let's go to the phones. Ed from Cleveland. Ed, welcome to the locker room, brother. Thank you for calling. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you today? Good. Doing great. Hey, this town, man. Wow, this town, you don't even know. This I mean, as you guys know, when the Browns were good in the 80s when you guys played, this this town was crazy for football, but you ought to hear them now. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I, I don't want to take anything away from them, any of them all, but I do want to understand, I'm going to give you two numbers here, 124 and 126. 124 is the number of the points the Browns have scored, and 126 is the number they've given up. Right. They've scored 30, 31 points a game, and they've given up 31.5. 
My thing is, I think what Cleveland did was expose Dallas in this game is what they did for what they really are. And I'm not taking anything away from, like, Chubb and Hunt. Those are good running backs. But when every guy's getting seven yards a clip, there's an issue. I think what Jerry did was he aligned himself with a bunch of pass rushers uh, on that defensive line, and there's no run stoppers on that defensive line. And if you look at it, I didn't see Don Terry Poe yesterday. He was in the game. And guys like Tristan Hill and Tyrone Crawford, those guys are not run stoppers. They're not going to be. They can't stop the run. And that's, that's the problem Dallas is going to have for the rest of the year. That's why they're trying to throw the ball because they're playing catch-up every single day. And Dak's breaking, uh, breaking records over there. So, I mean, to me, I just look, it looked like an easier win for the Steelers when they go into, uh, into the thing. So, Cleveland, Cleveland still has a ton of issues on their defense. I, I, I think I do like that Sheldon Richardson. He's a nice player. Ogan Joby's nice, but and, and Garrett. But outside of that, their their linebackers are horrible. I, I I just think our division is a really good division, two guys, and then we're playing the really worst division in the NFL, which is the NFC East. I don't know if you guys have noticed that through four weeks, but the NFC East is horrible. And uh, really, on that note, that's all I really got, guys. I just I, I I'm looking forward to two weeks, and I think we'll really know what the Browns are next week when they play Indianapolis. Indy's got a really good tough team too, so. That's all I really got. So thank Nicely you. done, Ed. Thank Nicely you so much. Done, Ed. You know, what? one of the things uh, I, I think is Dallas plays the run out of the way of the quarterback. Right. And, I, yeah, you know, exactly. and That's, Cleveland yeah. does too. Cleveland does too. You know, yeah, they, they want to rush the passer. That's why they're giving up 31.5 points a game. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. That's my point. I, this defense really isn't that good. If you notice, in week one, they played a good team, the Ravens. They scored six points. That offense, this, this team was ready to throw Baker Mayfield out, 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 out with the <laughs> dirty dishwater and uh, everything, they, everything. But then the next week, they played Cincinnati. And, you know, Cincinnati was missing uh, Geno Atkins that week. Uh, and then, you know, they start to get that run going a little bit. Now they just think they're great. And, and Chubb and Hunt are good runners. So don't. Don't yeah, don't. I, you can't take anything away from Chubb and Hunt. You're right about that. But the rest of what you said is is spot on. And you know, coming yeah, from a town that if the town's on fire, maybe the the river is too. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I think that happened in 1969. I was a little bit before my time. My birthday's next week. I'll only be 49. So that's, that's all right. That's it's still fun. There's nothing like going to Cleveland it. with the river on fire and Cincinnati with the Esca loser. It's just wonderful. Listen, this, this, this week was really, really hard for me. It was a tough week, man, because I missed my Steelers. I think this was worse than the bye week because I wasn't prepared for it. Right. You know, a bye week, you prepare yourself for that bye week. You're ready. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to plan, <laughs> do something with the kids or whatever, and it just popped out on us, and we didn't have no plan. So, anyways, let me let somebody in there, and I, I don't know if I am or not, but I hope I'm part of that uh, dirty dozen and a half or whatever. Yes, the baker's dirty dozen. <laughs> the baker's dozen, Ed, you are <laughs> – you are part of that, you brother. You are part of that. That's Steelers Nation, like Cleveland. That. Yeah, thank you. I'm, 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 I'm the. Uh, listen, I, I have. I, I was on. I, I don't know if I told you. I was on the cover of the uh, Plain Dealer the day we won the Super Bowl in Detroit. Me, and my wife, and I were on the cover of the page. That's my like ultimate, uh, ultimate Steelers trophy. Hey, better than anything I got signed is. Uh, their paper, I'm on the front page of it wearing all my shoes. <laughs> all right. Thank you, brother. All right. Good, Ed. You guys have a good one. Have Thank a- you, brother. Congratulations. You too.
All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Bill in Louisiana. Bill, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, good to hear from y'all. Uh, you bring a little piece of home back here. Uh, nice. Just uh, uh, just was going to uh, bring up on what the caller before talked, so uh, I'll just skip to something else. Uh, I, I was kind of interested if y'all think they'll be starting to use uh, Claypool a little more uh, on the offense as, as the season goes on. And uh, also uh, just one quick note I'd like to bring up is uh, these people down here in Louisiana was hit with the storm earlier this year. Mm. Uh, they need Steeler Nation's help. Uh, mm. Lake Charles and them are are hit hard and suffering. Wow. Uh, how, how could they go about helping? Man, uh, the best way to go would be so that you wouldn't be scammed through anything would be through the American Red Cross and okay. you know to, to get in touch with who they would need to talk to but uh, there are people down there that still have no power oh my goodness uh, no place to get fuel and it, it it seems like they were kind of dropped off the wayside after a few days mm, I'm sorry to hear that uh, brother. Thank you for bringing that to our uh, attention. Yeah, the, uh, Steeler Nation, if you want to give to the American Red Cross to help people in Louisiana, yes. do so. Absolutely. Maybe we can find a number or something that people can call into and be able to donate. But thank you yes, for bringing that to our I, attention, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and, and also that uh, – uh, Y'all are speaking with the Lord, and that uh, is a real refreshing. Amen. Uh, and we'll remember to pray that, for the people down there. Let me ask you, brother. Now, I got it. Okay, what'd you do with your, your Sunday yesterday? What'd you watch? Man, actually, I didn't watch nothing. I actually went out and cut firewood. We do get a little cool weather down here, so I was out cutting firewood. <laughs> oh, no, you got to be kidding me. You didn't watch nothing. No, no, I, I, I caught some part tail ends of some games, but I said, well, I need to get this done because uh, when, when our Steelers get back on, uh, uh, all my kids and grandkids know that it's it's uh, it, it's time to leave Papa alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got to ask you, are you where in New Orleans? Are, I mean, where in Louisiana are you? By, are you anywhere near the swamps? Swamps, you know, just about anywhere. I got one not far from me, but I am in North Louisiana, uh, uh, in between uh, uh, Dallas and Mississippi, actually, up okay. in the 20 area. Beautiful. Uh, and and, and Tunch, you brought up something I, I, that I lived when I lived in Pennsylvania. I actually rode my bicycle to Simmons Farm. I only lived a few miles from there, so you really brought back some memories. Uh, <laughs> you, you you lived in Peters Township. I, I I lived in uh, I was actually on the borderline of Peters Township, Cannonsburg, and uh, Nottingham Township. Oh, no man. beautiful! Well, brother, thank you so much for calling in, man. It's just great to talk. To you. I hope you'll do it again. Oh yeah, I will. I'm, I, I listen to y'all every day, and uh, it's just I don't always get a chance to get through because I'm in and out of phone service a lot where I'm at down here. So. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate you, God brother. God bless you, Bill. Take care, man. Thank you, and God bless y'all. God bless you, my friend. All right. Uh, oh, man, that's spectacular. Now, what I was, I was asking, but I, I guess he wasn't here. I was going to say, are you one of them gator wranglers, huh? Yeah. Can you imagine going, being one of them guys, that, you know, they got a, a, TV, a cable TV show called Swamp 
people right. or whatever. And they they actually like gator wranglers. They go out and hunt gators and everything. And man, that looks that looks scary. Yeah, yeah. Because if you ever you know if you ever tipped a boat over and heavy guys like me, we we probably uh, would tip a few boats. <laughs> I remember when uh, Tanner Clay and I. Uh, uh, took uh, um, the airboat in uh, the Everglades. And oh, we, really? Yeah, we saw. Well, that had to be. Cool. We saw a lot of alligators. Oh my goodness! And the, the guy, the 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 guide was uh, calling the alligators and feeding them marshmallows. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. All right. So we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll be back with more stuff. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, the boss in glory days, and my son Clay had glory days when he played for Robert Morris. He played corner for Robert Morris. Yes, he did. Yeah, and uh, uh, he just texted me, and he said that the uh, – the, uh, trip through the Everglades was fantastic. It was awesome. Did you see any, like, uh, pythons or anything no, like that? We, we just saw alligators. Alligators. Yeah. And you said the guy was feeding them marshmallows? Yeah, he, he had, and he gave ta- uh, he gave Clay a marshmallow and he said, uh, he said no. give it to them. And I said, don't give it to him. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, crazy? Yeah, what yeah. Are you, my youngest son, you want him to feed marshmallows to alligators? And you get his hand chopped off. <laughs> And so uh, Clay just texted us, and he said uh, uh, the uh, the sweater-wearing quarterback was Joey Harrington. <laughs> from, from Matt Millen days. Yeah. For those of you who missed, again, that was one of the funniest things because uh, Tunch and I, we, we got to be great. Great friends with Matt Millen. Um, he's just uh, it was a great competitor. We played against him yeah, numerous he, times. Do you remember when he used to yell at you? Go, hey, hey, Ralphie boy, Ralphie boy. <laughs> he like my face was <laughs> so big. Your face looked like it was it was like a, a dough rising in a in a bread pan out from it, like it was like oozing out. And he was yeah. just constantly, yeah. Uh, you know, and then then we'd come out on the quick, yeah. you know. So that's like. The first sound the quarterback makes, you're gonna go. So we'd come out and we'd be tense. You know, I I I realize now that I gave it away so much. Yeah. But we'd be in upright, two point stance, and I see and Matt would go, Oh, Wolfie, you're looking a little tight there. I yeah, think it's gonna be on the quick. You're giving it away. You're giving it, you're like going, Oh crap. Yeah. Uh curses Batman. Yeah, right. you know, um one one of the things that uh uh, uh we both went to the Pro Bowl for the first time. You and Matt. 
Yeah, and yes. we were on the plane together, right. and uh, uh, he was sitting in first class. I was sitting in coach. <laughs> he said, come on, first class. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Of course, uh, I only got to be a second alternate, which yeah. means 35 other guys go ahead of me. So there you go. Thanks for bringing up a painful memory. All right. Uh, we're going to go to the phones. Dave in Ohio. Dave, welcome to the locker room. Brother, how you doing? I am doing fine, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Great. Fantabulous. Yeah, so you guys were talking about uh, the Browns game there. I was really surprised, too, especially uh, some of the play calling, like the one play where it was like a reverse and Landry got the ball, and I think it was their first touchdown. He threw it to uh, right. OBJ. It was it was amazing, man. Yeah, he threw a ball. He, he that was a nice ball. A, yeah. I thought I actually looked away for a moment. <laughs> I thought that it was it was uh, Baker Mayfield that threw yeah. the ball. It was thrown so well. Right. Was did he did Landry used to be a quarterback or? I don't know, man. But that was a wild hairdo he was sporting too. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was no one him. Yeah, that was uh, OBJ, gray hair. No, no, no. The, if I'm thinking the right guy, Landry, he had like purple yeah, hair. Yeah, Landry did. His hair was like purple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, OBJ had gray hair. Right. Landry had purple hair. It was like. I think maybe OBJ's rubbing off on Landry. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. He's crazy as him. Um, yeah, the Browns game and the, the Bengals, too. Like, and I know Jacksonville's not a great team, but, you know, I was really surprised. And the Bengals, their defense played pretty well. Um. Well, they got Joe Mixon going. You know, I, right. there seems yeah. to be yeah, more running games having at it early right. this year. Right. You know? And uh, Joe Burrow, man, I, I know he's still a rookie, but he's looking really good. Exactly so. But, they, you know, they asked him, they said, uh, you know, what's your mom think about you getting hit so much? And he said, no, she's been watching me <laughs> since the third grade. She's used to it. She don't like it, but uh, she's used to it. And I got a feeling yeah, that – Go they're going to have to fix that. They can't. He can't keep going back and getting hit like that. Otherwise, yeah. he's he ain't going to last the season. Long, so. Exactly. So, what you? Um, what what games did you watch yesterday? Specifically, those, yeah, where I'm at. Those two games mainly. Um, a little bit of the last night's game, which yeah, I was surprised with Philadelphia. Although I know San Francisco does have a lot of players hurt. So yeah, that's true. That's true. I, you know what? I, I was surprised by Trent Williams. Yeah. You know, on some of his – I can't believe watching some of the linemen these days, they just stop after a play. If the play gets by him, okay, then Two they steps. stop. Yeah, I mean, it's like a couple of steps. They turn the guy, they hook the guy, whatever. And on some teams, some of these guys, I, I'm not, I, I can't believe how fast they shut it down, you know, after a play is yeah. over. Man. So anyhow, yeah. just one of the ob observances of an old uh, old guy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping, um, man. So they had more, you know, the COVID cases, and I'm starting to get worried here that they might shut the season down if, you know, a few a few more teams come down with cases because New England had, you know, Cam Newton. Right. Kansas City had a case too, I think, like their backup quarterback or something. They had something um, going on there, yes, no doubt about it. And you've had and Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee, they're still getting cases. Well, they 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 didn't have any tests since Sunday. They need two days 
of, po- of no positive tests to be able to open up the facility. They're one day in. They need another day. Tuesday's going to be a big day for them. They've had 18 people test positive over wow, six 18. days. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I, the one that amazes me, we haven't heard anything from the Vegas Raiders. Right. You and gotta, that's I, the I, one everybody, the protocols oh, totally yeah, broke I saw down. I video on that where they were at some function. Right. Yeah. Nobody was wearing masks. And, uh, they did no testing, no, you know, the heat gun thing and all that stuff. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, the Gruden got fined 50 grand for letting the guy get to the locker room around right. the, you know, the security checkpoints and everything. And that's it. I don't care how much money you make. That's a lot of right. cheddar. Right. Was he one of the coaches, too, that got fined for not wearing a mask? Right. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't – I mean – I know it'd be hard to like put them in a bubble or whatever, like the NBA or the NHL did. But I mean, uh, some of these teams have got to do a better job of, you know, monitoring their players. So. Well, think about this. If in my mind, and we're, again, we're going to talk about it more as we're coming up, but you're going to have to take a stand sooner or later because as this yeah. season progresses, you're not going to be able to reschedule games right. like that, or you're going to be moving the Super Bowl. In my mind, you play the game, you've got the practice squad people, or you forfeit and roll on because right. what, you, what you're going to have to do is get to the playoffs. You need to be able to move games in the playoffs. And then if you go Super Bowl, if you get to that Super Bowl, they're gonna, I think you've got to quarantine them. Yeah. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You, you're going to yeah. have to quarantine these guys. So um, in my mind right now, you're doing all this rescheduling. I think you, you can hurt yourself in the, in the long run. Yeah, that's why I'm worried that, like, at some point they're, right. just, they're not going to be able to just keep rescheduling. They're going to have to, like, delay the season or um, – so, yeah, I don't – I hope I'm wrong about that. hope maybe these are just isolated incidents and, you know, maybe this goes away, but – Yeah, it's, it is a little worrisome, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is, it is yeah. tremendously worrisome. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm worried too about when we. I know we still have what three weeks or four weeks before we play Tennessee to make up that game, but hopefully they still don't have cases by then. Just remember this: to quote the great Mike Merriweather, "Don't get scared don't now." Don't get scared now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're right. You're you right. got to have a banana. <laughs> All right. Anything else, brother? All right. No, that was it. Thanks, guys. Dave. For taking my call. Thanks. God Thanks bless so you, much, buddy. Man. God bless. All right. Uh, uh, let's go to Dano in Florida. Dano, welcome to the locker room. Everybody in the clubhouse this morning on this beautiful Lord's Day. Yes. Amen. Amen and amen. What you got, Dano? Okay. I got a question, Wolf. Well, to both of you, actually. But I got a question. Okay. Where, where can a married Pittsburgh Steelers male get a hold of the league office to let them know that we cannot do a postponement again because the little woman's honeydew list <laughs> is terrible. Yeah. You know, you're going to have I mean, to, you got to get sended care of Roger Goodell. <laughs> you say, Hey, you, help I, me out. Hey, I, I pray every morning before I start my day and I ask God, to please let the little woman be lenient on me this weekend. <laughs> and he did give me rain yesterday, so that helped a little bit. Oh, good. That's great. Yeah. It was it was it was pretty bad. So here's my question is 
how did we, I'm sorry, how did the Patriots and the Chiefs get to play tonight, but yet we had to reschedule our game? I think it was the continuous number of positive tests that right. kept happening. Yeah, uh, with with the Chiefs and um, and the Patriots, I think that uh, the, it's only one guy. Yeah, it's it was only one guy, but the problem was Cam Newton. Yeah, you know, and at that point, there I, I guess one one Cam Newton is worth I don't know six players. Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't. I think- I don't know where to go with that one. I just couldn't understand that. I just couldn't understand how we were the first ones to have the game, you know, held up at that point. Yeah. And yet we had to reschedule and now play 13 straight weeks. But understand this too, Dano. I mean, you're talking to two guys. When we came into the league, we played 20, at least 20 weeks. or No, 22 weeks straight through. You know, because we didn't know no better. <laughs> you know, that's the way it was if you wanted to play, you know. So here's the, yeah, here's the it, point. I don't mind the 13 straight weeks because everybody knows this is a crazy train year and you've got to adjust and adhere to whatever schedule. As Mike Tomlin pointed out, they go in one-week cycles, seven-day cycles, you know. You're going to have to adjust accordingly. But the fact is that uh, you're going to have to come to a decision point at some point time in the future here where you don't reschedule and it's either forfeit or play the game and you know uh mike tomlin said you got to be light on your feet right uh so you've got to be able to adjust you have to be able to adjust in a big way yeah whether it's a day you know push it back one day or reschedule three weeks later uh but at some point in time, this is going to catch up with the NFL if they're not careful. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I think so, too. Well, I hope your honeydew list ain't getting no bigger. We got to go, brother. Yeah, take care, guys. God bless you both. All right, All God right, bless man. you, Dan. Thanks Dano. so much. Uh, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tuncher in a locker room. And when we come back, we're, we'll – Take Deep your calls. calls. Yeah, yeah. We, we, What's the number, Chalooch? Uh, 412-919-1316. Oh, good. I forgot. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Oh, Chalooch. Yeah. You know, I got to laugh. Sometimes. Sometimes in the locker room here, it gets... Gets brain dead. Hilarious. Oh, my goodness, my friend. Oh, and I hope everybody's having a good Monday morning. 
We are without Steelers this past weekend, but we're full steam ahead, getting right. ready for the Philly Eagles to fly into town, and we'll have at it. But yeah. you know, <laughs> just you know, well, they, uh, thankfully we're um, we're doing it at home game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we got the Eagles. You know, Danny Quinlan, I you know Quinner's in there, probably good doing fly eagle fly and all that yeah. stuff and. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to actually returning. Of course, you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, and we are proceeding on. My friend uh, Dave DeCastro returning to the lineup. Right. Steelers rush for a buck sixty nine, and uh, you know total of three hundred and nearly four hundred yards total. But you know the Steelers have, would have started the same five players up front in consecutive games for the first time this season had they played. Right. And tell me, how important do you think is that to have big Dave DeCastro in the I, I think it's uh, very important because, you know, I think uh, one of the things, he's uh, he's a tough guy. He comes off the ball, and he's a mauler, and he's great in space. Uh, he, uh, he does a great job right. of pulling and adjusting to the, the outside linebackers. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, when he when he's uh, uh, when he's driven to kick him out and when he's driven to uh, log him, uh, you know, that's uh, that's absolutely. And good... Chalooch, I mean, you look at him, he's one of those guys. He's got an innate sense of how to run a screen. Right. You know what I mean? We had a little struggle with, the, you know, we had three different guards starting in the first three weeks. Right. Um, which does lead to a little bit of uh, timing issues. Yeah. And David's just got that innate sense. You know what what it was like to get on a screen. Right. You've got to count, and you got to try not to count. You know, if, if the count is, you know, three count, you can't go, one, two, three, go. Yeah. I mean, you've got to stay calm in your mind as you realize you release down the line and give that uh, that school of acting time to play out, meaning, you know, Chuck always would say, you know, uh, be, be an actor. actor. Yeah, be an actor out there. And so uh, with Dave Castro, bring him being back in the lineup, I think is going to be a great boost for Chooks as we move forward. Yeah, and and I think it's going to be uh, great for the offensive line, uh, and you know Absolutely. him and Pouncey, uh, you know double teams. Oh, they they're great. You know, Chaluch, this is why I try to explain to people when they 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 say, "Well, what's the deal about you know you got to make calls, you got to." But here's the point in time when you play long enough to, side by side, you understand what guys are capable of doing right. and, and that they're capable of uh, overcoming whatever issue. I'll give you for instance. Remember, down in the Astrodome, we had a '93 trap. Yeah. Now we're playing the three four. Uh, Houston Oilers, okay? That linebacker walks up, and one of our our our, uh, our, our uh, audibles was the fact he'd run a tackle trap, you right. coming from the right tackle and trapping. So I would double-team Mike Webster on Mike Stensrud, the, the nose tackle, right. to the backside backer. But the linebacker got up on my inside shoulder, right, right next to Stensrud. Remember, he's going to blow yeah. the gap and try to hit Malone from behind. Right, I mean that's we were gonna have this quick trap and everything. You'd never have the ability to be able to get to him before he got to Malone. Right, that's a problem. So that happens before I could even call anything out to you from the left guard position to the right tackle. But this I knew: if I was able to cut off that linebacker, take him, pour him down into Stensrud, then you know what? I know you got the next man. I right. know you'll either kick out or turn up in that hole. I got the next uh, the defensive tackle exactly. So 
With that, we don't even make a call Defensive because end. I know what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. All right? And you did perfectly, and, and Frankie Pollard ripped it up there for like 30 yards. Right. But that's what it's like when you play together long enough because you understand what each man's capable of doing and how to do it, even when it's not how it's drawn up in the book. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, you know, and, and it's uh, seldom like it's drawn <laughs> up in the book. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, that's very true, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Very true. All right, let's go to Bill in Indianapolis. Bill, welcome to the locker room. How you doing, bro? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. So I had a little time last week to uh, rewatch uh, the three uh, the three victories. Okay. And uh, a couple of my observations and um, – then, if you'll allow me, a little rant on the uh, the league and, and COVID. Go right um, ahead. Uh, first, I uh, I was glad to hear you talk about David. That was one of my first things. Welcome back, David. That uh, that's uh, that's fantastic for that big man to be there on the line. The line is doing great. Uh, I'm not going to say we don't miss the the coach that went out to Denver, Munchak, but uh, I'm I think he uh, taught his uh, his successor very well. And I love the offensive line, and I got a lot of uh, appreciation for the uh, the scouts and the uh, the guys making those selections on draft day because we seem to uh, restock that uh, that uh, pantry uh, quite well, and it sets us up for uh, for uh, uh, balance. And that's that was some of the biggest takeaways I had uh, was was the balance in the offense um, on uh, the run pass, and I'm really pleased to see that we are can. Uh, Seemingly, that is the approach, and I'm uh, excited to see where it goes from there. And uh, Juju in the slot is is dangerous for opponents. He, yes, he creates trouble, and they need they need that uh, they need to continue that. And I'm sure they will again because I really believe that these guys know what they're doing uh, better than most. And uh, Juju in the slot makes him a number one. You know, we all hear he's not a number one, but he's playing like a number one when he's in that slot. Uh, crossing routes, I think it goes back to, uh, you know, Terry Bradshaw, I remember way back when, had some sort of, you know, crossing routes on your friends type thing. And it, they just run away. And the speed on the outside, uh, really, really, really pleased with all the weapons on offense. Um, and then the, uh, then the, the negative, or, or I don't know, if, I don't know what is going on, but there is no holding calls. And I did watch some games this weekend, too. There's no holding calls. And I'm seeing holding. I, especially on our guys on defense, I, I see it more. So, and I'm curious about your take. How much holding are we doing? Or we, the players, doing uh, for the Steelers? Are they getting away with holding? And if they are, okay, then it's balancing out. But I mean, come on, the, the, the league has to have clearly said, "Don't worry about holding," because these games, no, there's no holding penalties, and I don't believe that that's all of a sudden disappeared. So that's kind of where I think uh, where I think we are through three weeks. I'm really excited on that stairway to seven. Well, you know what? You bring up some great points, and we appreciate you, brother. And one of the things I think that uh, you're on to is the fact that they're, they're a little bit reluctant to throw the flag on some of the holding calls. But where you find it the most prevalent are when you have hot-edge pass rushers. 
All right, that's where you see you see the Bud Dupree's, you see the 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 uh, T.J. Watts. They're getting uh, you know the Hadaka Jame, the rear naked choke thrown on them yeah. when they turn the corner and try to flatline the run in the arc around the back door, and that's. You know, not every team has those hot edge pass rushers. So what we're seeing is a lot that happens, and this goes way back to Debo. Yeah. When James Harrison was doing it and throwing the no dip, just rip, and he was turning guys like uh, a turnstile. Okay. Right. Because he was a uh, explosive. You know, he didn't he didn't get absolutely uh, the dip, and but didn't he need did it. the rip. <laughs> When you're only six foot tall, maybe five eleven and three quarters. Yeah, you he don't didn't need have it. to. But he was so strong, he could turn these guys really, really easy, and they would end up getting him around the neck. So I think there's something going on out there. Because remember, the Steelers had what was it? How many penalties in New York? Was that ten or was that the Broncos game? I think it was the Broncos game. Yeah. Was ten yeah. penalties. Uh, there, maybe they sent out a memo that's calmed down a little with right. all the you know because of the lack of preseason. Uh, we'll see. Um, but unfortunately, you know, holding that, frankly, they don't call anybody for holding anymore. Right. I mean, seriously, if you went back in the day, look at our hand placement when we played. I mean, in my mind, the referees owe me an apology for every holding call they ever hit me with because guys today get away with so much more. And I'll tell you this much. I think they're going to have to start uh, a new category with offensive linemen. It's not about a catch radius. It's about a grab radius for the offensive linemen. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and uh, we uh, we also, I, I agree with you. They they got to apologize for the holding penalties <laughs> right. they we, gave us. Yeah. I, I remember when, uh, you know, when I threw uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor, Taylor down. down. What did the official say to he's, you? He's, he threw the flag and he says no one can block Lawrence <laughs> that good. Are you kidding me? That was just so outrageous. So there you go. We're, we're all ranting. Well, I wonder if it's gonna if it's gonna change as the, as the season goes on. But I just I see I see fistfuls of of jerseys. Do you feel like our linemen are are holding uh, the, their defensive linemen? Absolutely. <laughs> and you're, are you seeing it? Because I, I haven't seen it. As well, much. here here's the point. What is actually holding? If yeah. you're engulfing a guy, yes. All right, that's that's ridiculous. But they're getting away with it. Our guys, they they playing with their hands more to the inside. Much right. was very strict of, in, in in his uh, you know his as a tactician of technique. You know, you keep those hands inside within the framework of the shoulder pads. You should be good, but you still grab a little cloth. Yeah, you know, if you hold on the inside. Uh, within the confines of the body, yeah, you're, uh, you're not going to get called. Yeah. But if you That's engulf okay. when you put your uh, hands outside and the back of the, and some of these guys are grabbing uh, yeah. around the waist with a seatbelt. Yeah. I mean, they're getting away with that. Are you kidding me? All right, uh, hey, real, real, if you'll allow me, real quick on the COVID thing. Go ahead, brother. I, I can't, I, I can't understand how a guy like me just everyday Joe sitting on his chair can't before the season start can't have somebody in the office couldn't have had the same foresight i did and say four weeks by four weeks by four weeks by four weeks by a built-in window to have issues because you you knew there were going to be issues so every four weeks the league is off and then you have your issues 
you fill the games if you have to fill the games and you go from there, but you set up because this juggling, uh, the way they did the Steelers and they had to do it because the, the, obviously the tests were still coming positive and I did not want them to play on Sunday. I mean, and it bared out when they were still having positive tests on, on, you know, throughout the whole weekend. So yeah, no, I don't want them to, to go in there and play, but now the Ravens have the bye week before the Steelers because the, the switching is juggling, you know, and, and nothing is, in, isn't fair in life. We all know that, but it just, seems like there should have been some forethought let's build in some issues and if we don't have issues then we don't have issues but at least we know how to handle some things and i just don't understand how they couldn't have built in that's four weeks okay i know it's cold in february yada yada we've seen ice bowls you know just plan ahead of it and, and and so we don't have this on the fly changes. I'm glad that, I'm glad the Patriots game is being played. I think it's really really odd that only one player has tested positive. I find <laughs> that you know, I I just I hope to God you know, there's transparency and that is the case. But you got to take people at their word. Most people. So we'll see where it goes from here. But I just wish they would have had some foresight and built a schedule with with some flexibilities built in. I think you're right. You got spot on brother. Yeah. Of course, you know know what? Funny things do happen in Foxborough. Yeah. You know, Bill, (laughs) uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I am encouraged by uh, is uh, that the Steelers are not playing the Titans this weekend because, you know, when you go face to face as offensive linemen, you can catch something. Sure. And so I think, uh, and you know what, and I, I don't mind that uh, that Baltimore has uh, a bye week before the Steelers play because, you know, the Steelers get on a roll, and they get on a roll, and they get on a roll, mm-hmm. and they, they start uh, knocking the rust off. And I think that's going to be a, a very, very uh, sharp Steelers team when they play Baltimore. Bill, we got to roll, that's great, brother. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. I'll, I'll take that approach for the rest of the season. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion, man. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bill. All right, folks. Uh, we'll be back after this, Chalooch. Yeah, we're, we're going to – he's Wolf. I'm mm-hmm. Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back after this. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, one of the things that I enjoy so much are are people that um, pour life into other people. Right. One of the things I I saw on a YouTube clip one time was there was, and I, I don't know where this happened, somewhere in Europe or whatever, but there was a street singer, and he's singing away uh, a, a tune that Steven Tyler sings, Sweet Emotion or, right, or one yeah. of the... You know, one of those songs. And so Tyler comes out of whatever, and he sees this guy, and he just 
comes up and goes, hey, can I join you? And the guy, like, freaks out, the street singer, because there's Steven Tyler, you know, and he they, they just rock it, you know, and it was just really yeah. cool. And the guy was, like, beside himself because somebody like Tyler would, would take a, yeah. a moment out to enjoin uh, him in, in singing a song, and it just uh, it was very cool. Yeah, yeah, I, that would have been cool. Yeah, it was indeed, and so you have those moments. And welcome back to the locker room as we we uh, wind up the show in the bell lap here. And uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we want to talk about was uh, the fact that with this COVID stuff, and it's been a problem, no doubt about it. Everybody's, you know, moving along, and you got these seven week cycles, as Mike Tomlin said. But these being light on your feet is certainly going to be needed because. I, I don't know. Again, you know, Bill from Indy, was it, that yeah. uh, suggested having, you know, three or four weeks and then a bye week? And that yeah. probably would have been a great idea ahead of time. Right, yeah. Um, but nobody – how do you even begin to plan for any of this stuff? Yeah. You know, and I, I think the practice squad was a great idea, but then you look at it and go, well, if you got, like, something going on in Tennessee – um, yeah, you know where it's like every day there 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 was more positives, right? You right, know, so right. uh, again, at some point in time, you're you're going to run out of the ability to reschedule games, or you're going to move the Super Bowl, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I well, think. you know, the uh, the Tennessee Titans are under quarantine. Quarantine. Yes. Yeah. Well, they've gone one day now. They need. Uh, Tuesday, tomorrow is going to be a big day for them. Right. If they go two days without any new positives, they can open the building up and, and start to get going yeah, again. Yeah, but right yeah. now, they've got uh, 18 people that have tested positive. And again, the NFLPA and uh, the league are, are checking it out. Checking out those uh, mistakes in protocol. Right. Yeah. Has there been any breach of protocol? Because. You look, it happened in Vegas. Yeah. You know, now Vegas hasn't – the Raiders have not suffered any any consequences. Yeah, of, the, you know, the, the Raiders haven't yeah. tested positive. <laughs> but but they, you know, five to seven days where you get symptoms. Right. So maybe they will – We'll see. I hope not. Yeah, I hope, I hope not. I, I mean, Groods is a, is a great guy, and uh, you know Groods, and yeah. you, know, you hope and pray that uh, that doesn't happen, but – I mean, for him to allow, and he did, uh, allow a guy into the locker room uh, bypassing the security checkpoints, it's a problem. It's a problem when you have a fundraiser with good intentions. And, uh, and you you allow the guys to go there without masks. Not only that, but you've got no other testing protocol for the people that yeah. they're intermingling with. So, yeah. And it's, you know, it was for one of the Raiders' foundations, you know, one of the, the players they were yeah. supporting. It's a good cause. But at the same time, now you've got to also look at it and say, you know, uh, maybe we need to postpone this until after the season's over. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, there's no sweet answer to it. It's, it's yeah. like, you know, I'm sure most charities are hurting at this time. Right. You know? But at the same time, you've you've got to protect each other's back in the locker room. Yeah. You know, if you hope to have in any way, shape, or form get this done. And one of the things that's happening now is they're having a league-wide call you know, amongst all the GMs, all the coaches, and the what, do, what do you think that call that? What do you think that call is for? Well, I think they've got to. I think what they're doing is um, 
pretty much I I would think they're calling out the Raiders a little bit, saying, hey, we can't do this anymore. You guys have to really buckle down and adhere to the protocol. The protocol is not what the problem is. It's people who are arbitrarily slipping on some of the adherence to the details of the protocol. You know, and that's something I can understand. Um, that's something that would be extremely frustrating. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tennessee, that's a huge outbreak. Right. You know, now if this occurs coming up elsewhere, I don't know where you go with it. You know, yeah. I mean, you're going to run out of extra weeks and, and ability to postpone games. So, um, you know, the, the practice squad was, you think, well, yeah, that's a good idea. But then when you see how it plays out with Tennessee, you're like going, how, how, would it have mattered if you had a whole nother team? Yeah. You know what I mean? It just would have been more people that well, got Well, you know, I think the the more um, front office people got tested positive than players. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was the truth. But then there was a couple more players that, that got tested or they came up positive as yeah. well, too. But, yeah, you're right. There's more front office people. Um, and it, those, those people, maybe that's part of what the call is. Hey, you also got to talk about the fact that you might not be players – but you can still affect the players, right? So you got to be careful. And, and you know, I think assistant and assistant coach got uh, was that so flagged? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, there's so much that uh, is is kind of cuckoo, coco, loco, crazy. Yeah, with all this stuff, and you know, now you got the Patriots on game day flying out to the game, and I wonder if that's not going to be something that's more and more um, utilized as long as it's not too far. Right. You know, it's not, if you go, you can't fly out to the West Coast on game day. And, yeah. And well, play. They're playing Kansas City, right? Yeah, Kansas City. And that's that's still a couple hours. Yeah. And, you know, you can't have, uh, uh, you can't go to Jack Stacks. You can't go to Jack Stacks for some of the best barbecue yeah. going in the Midwest. I yeah. know. The burnt ends there were yeah, just terrific. Ends. I love those. Wow. Man, do I yeah, love those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, uh, you know, Barbecue is just greatly underappreciated, yeah. you know, by the masses in general. But certainly hope and pray that uh, the Steelers now have an opportunity to get back on board and lock and loaded. And I know that um, they're waiting. By the way, they're waiting uh, word from uh, Governor Wolf. We're pleading with you to allow some fans back in the stadium on the October 11th home game. Um, no word yet, but uh, certainly if we get word, we will pass it along. Absolutely. Ah, uh, yeah. I want to. I want. Yeah, it would, would be. You know, empty Heinz Field I, yeah, is just not. It yeah, just doesn't work. But I, I, I agree that you've got to be careful. Oh, there's no uh, question. And uh, uh, but it, uh, uh, when there's crowd, there's fans in the seats. It's uh, it's better. so much more exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... You know, and even we as we're, we're in the radio booth and we're sitting in there like going, okay, you got a you got a TV timeout. You're going, wow, look it, it's, it's quiet. quiet. <laughs> where's where's the excitement? Where's everybody getting all riled up and everything? There's nothing happening. Yeah, you know, it was funny because when Stefan Tuitt took over the, the game, you know, against Houston in the third quarter. Um, you know, he he just started getting the face of some of the other guys going, you know, let's get it going. You could see him screaming at him, you yeah. know, and and you you got to do that because there, there's just nothing else that brings the excitement to the players. Right. And when you let that become a lull, you know, that can really derail yeah. all your efforts. 
You know, I mean, it's amazing because Chuck was always so big on playing with enthusiasm, yeah. not emotion, because, you know, emotion is so up and down. Right. Yeah, passion and enthusiasm. Right. And, uh, we, you know, we we uh, fell into that. Uh, uh, we fell into that. A mindset. Yeah. Uh, and it's so easy to get complacent, too. It's so easy to let those RPMs drift down. Uh, and you, you, you can't do that, and especially now, without anybody being able to, you know, the crowd circulating that electricity that flows from the stands to the players and from the players to the stands, you know, that's all reciprocal. It's a that there, There's a lot there, and it's right. just... It's it's not there now with the, yeah, without the fans. Well, you know what? And you've got to give uh, uh, your leaders uh, the energy givers. Yeah, no question about it. Well, the Philly Eagles are coming to town, and um, you know, we, no word yet, but uh, it would be nice if we get some fans there. But uh, regardless, the Steelers, hopefully, unless there's some sort of complications, COVID wise, are going to be taking on the Philly Eagles and Carson Wentz, and um, they. They got a good defense, Chalooch. They got some people up front that can. They, they rush the passer. They do. They come after you. They get after you. And of course, that would be the return of Javon Hargrave uh, to Pittsburgh. All right. So, so. Uh, we we're out of time. Yes, Thank we you, are. Uh, Jacob, for doing a great job. Yes. Uh, you know he's Wolf Omtunch. You're in a locker room. God bless you, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.